not, my microphone's got to be on. Come on. I've done this once before. Um, 6.53, earlier than usual for uh, a Friday podcast edition of the Morning Reboot, which will we're early and it's going to be different. Hi, Philip. Hi. Hi. Um, No, Bethany. Oh. She's uh, in the woods somewhere, camping, doing some vacation. And Floyd uh, messaged me a couple of minutes ago, and he is... He's under the weather. I think he said, let me let me double check this so I get he has a litany of medical ailments and I don't want to confuse oh one for the other. Yeah. Uh, slept like crap and had his first asthma attack in years LOL. Um he could be dis- funny. <laughs> he, he laughed. Um he said, Okay, thanks. If it makes you giggle, I totally have an old man wheeze this morning. So Oh no. Poor poor him. He's trying to Get his health cleaned up, and it's always one thing, unfortunately. One thing or another. Is it, uh, is it really, really hot there? No. No, it, no. Not not like it was a couple of weeks ago. Like, we had one pretty brutal heat wave, which I was fine with until the humidity really kicked in. But it's normal summer here. I know it was really, like, I, I, t- I texted you a, last weekend or whenever I texted you and I asked you if it was 100 there, and it was close, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was real close. Um, how are things in the UK? There's been um, a lot of people. Well, the story was big here because I saw it like everywhere I go on the internet. Where uh, ever the story was about that that socially distant concert in Newcastle. Yeah, did you see the pictures of that? I did, and people were all about it. And you know what? I would do that, and if I can even pay, well, tell me about it, and then I'll tell you. Because you know I don't like big crowds. Yeah, concerts are not my thing. But if I could add something else to that, I would get into it. So w- what was the vibe of it like? And where is Newcastle in relation to where you are in London? Uh, Newcastle is like north of us. Don't get me wrong. I'm not 100% with the geography here. I'm still trying to get that down. But it's north of us, closer to like Wales and Scotland. So it's a little bit ways up. So I don't really think anybody here went because it was probably more so of a local thing to say the least. But I thought it was really cool looking at the pictures because at first they said social distancing. And there are a few um, like live performances, like theater that are happening here outside that have social distancing. And essentially what they did was they just like put tape down or they put like twine down to give you like your own area and then for you to walk down. But these people took it like a whole step further and you have like a platform to yourself. And I think you can only seat two to three people, but they only gave you two seats for each one. So you had to buy tickets that way, which obviously were more discounted. There were rows for you to walk through. Um, I don't remember how many people were there after reading through the story, but like people liked it. I would love it because I don't mind going to concerts. I don't mind being that close to people. But if there's a chance for me not to be close to people right. and to still enjoy the concert, I'm 100% about that. So I thought it was cool. There was something, not here, well, here in this country, in the, in the Hamptons a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Chainsmokers did something and they called it, called it I, lo- I love the name, it was called Safe and Sound. And they tried... Mm-hmm. A socially distant concert as well and i think you could buy or bring rvs um and oh, then cool. i saw pictures uh monday morning and it was people crammed up against the stage so it, it wasn't <laughs> i mean it's what you would expect to happen but the platform idea there and it was it was a rock concert or it was rock music i think no no pop act right no it was like some uk band i can't even say the name of it to tell you the truth but like um, it, it was all sponsored through 
like a lot of things are sponsored either through O2, which is like Verizon here necessarily. Mm-hmm. And then there's Virgin Atlantic Mobile. Like Virgin runs a lot of stuff over here as well. I think Virgin was a part of sponsoring it and getting those platforms out there. But yeah, like I'm gonna get pictures again of it. I just think it was really cool to have the platforms up like that. So nobody was really hired than anybody else. And it was just like rows and rows of these steel platforms. Yeah, it was it was a great idea. And I, I saw I think people know what we're talking about because the the story was everywhere. And a lot of people that I came across, at least on social media, thought it was such a cool idea. Whether it was like us, like this is a great way I'd like to see concerts moving forward. Or it's just a neat idea to get back to doing what many people love, which is um, going to... To concerts. Here's what I would love to add, and you can slap a premium a premium fee on it for me if you want. One, I, I, I hate to say it, but when I would go to um, to to athletic events, to sporting events, me and my dad were I, I kind of pushed him, and he was never against it. I was let's leave before the end of the game person because <laughs> the rush is a pain in the ass, and like yeah. whether like have you been to shows at DTE up in Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a road and a half, a back road in and a half, in and out. And if you don't leave early, you will it it will take you You'll be stuck there for hours. For, and if I could pay to like get you know how like there's a fast pass at Cedar Point, like I can pay to beat the line. I wanna pay yeah. to, I wanna pay to jump a line to leave like a sporting event or a concert venue because they're hard to get out of. <laughs> they are. You know, I agree with you. And I was never ever that person because I never thought about it until I went to a black eyed peas concert and I think we were in Cleveland. And like I don't know how my friend Yubi he was like, they're about to like wrap everything up and we're on the floor. He's like, We gotta go right now. And I was like, but this is the last song. Like, we have to stay. And he's like, we gotta go. And I felt real salty about it. And we like, we got out and we got to our car, and there was still like hundreds of people who were trying to leave. So it still took us forever. But yeah, like I am a hundred percent about that. Get out early and beat the crowd. Yeah. So I know a lot of people want to want to get back to concerts. Um, some things here. So th- this snuck out. Well, wait. Let me come to some new openings or two things that s- snuck up on me. Uh, let me play you. A new Miley Cyrus song. Can I do that? Okay. Let's do, do that. Let's how, do it. How do you feel about Miley? Um, I have nothing against Miley. I just want her to get to a point in her life where she is not so confused about her life so that I don't have to be confused about her life because one minute she's country, then she's hood, then she's gay, and then she's straight, and then she marries a man, and then she marries a woman, and then she goes back to marrying a man. And like, I just don't know where she stands in life, and that like confuses me. I don't like that. The wild thing is... Like simultaneous to this song coming out last night, the news also broke that she broke up with Cody Simpson, who she's been <laughs> seeing since October. And maybe to your point, she will go back to girls or whatever. I mean, that's fine. But like, you know, just like at some point you have to pick, you have to choose one thing in life. There's one thing you have to be certain about. It has to be your sexual orientation. Wow, Phil. But like the something, you have to pick something. Let you should be accepting of whatever she chooses. Some it's not confusion. Maybe she she's by get off of her sexuality. <laughs> um, so let me give you this. And but before I play it, what what artist or music have you been listening to lately that you enjoy? So just recently, actually, I've had to switch my uh, my Apple stuff over to UK mm-hmm. and erase all of my music. So like all the playlists I had on Apple Music gone. And now what it's doing is that it's giving me, um, like, artists here that I've never heard of. So there's a lot of, like, 
like a lot of reggae, grime music, stuff like that. I'm trying to rebuild back up, but I mean, honestly, I've been stuck on Megan Thee Stallion for some reason, like okay. real hard. So yeah. Um, wet ass pussy. <laughs> oh my god, this sounds so weird. Coming out of your mouth, I don't want to hear it. Like, just say WAP. We'll stick WAP. with that. Um, Thank you. All right, so here's the Miley song, and the you know Miley's voice is what it is. Yeah. Some people just don't like it. Um, the production of this, I'm wondering if it's the same one, same producers, and I can't find it, who have done um, The Weeknd. So let me play a little bit uh, of this, yeah. and we can... Yeah, it's been a long night, and the mirror's telling me to go home. But it's been a long time since I felt this good on my own. What do you think? The same thing I was just hating on her on is exactly what she's thinking about, how she like doesn't have to basically be put in a box. I don't know. Actually, I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. Is this is this still the persona that she had for, probably not, but that, uh, what was it, Black Mirror that she was in? It's not the same persona, is it? Like, she's back to being Miley, right? Um, I think she's found herself musically, and it's it's not going back and forth between very diverse genre genres. I, I think this is what she is. She's, she's pop stuff. Now she hasn't had like a big hit song in a while. She had a project yeah. like within the last year slide away and some mother's daughter and, and, and there were no hits on it, but I like this. And to me, it sounds like the same people who produced the weekend stuff. And I, yeah. that's been my, the weekend album has been my favorite album of the year. I've loved almost every track on there. It's like a modern, like kind of, uh, I don't want to say disco, but it gives me like, this like kind of laid back like disco vibes a little bit to it. Uh, so yeah, I like it. So uh, with like God, almost like ten years ago, we had Justin and Bruno Mars bringing back like those discoy horns. Yeah, yeah. And it's now like the weekend and Dua Lipa, and there's probably other artists that I'm overlooking where it's like a little bit after disco. It's like new wavish, early to mid '80s dance. Would that makes sense. I'll take that. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll accept that. Let me come into your. Let me come over to your side of the uh, of of the pond. Kind of Depeche Mode in a way. Um. Okay. Yeah. Like I said. Like it's like it's like the sly. Yeah. Disco. I'll dig it. I get that. Um, so the things that snuck up on me, one, this doesn't mean a whole lot to you, but uh, I'm a big fan of our libraries, and our libraries have kind of opened up here, so that's good. Oh, nice. Uh, Very nice. And then this, I was reading a, um, I was reading something on the blade, it said something. I, I just I ran through it real fast, but it it gave me the idea that Franklin Park Mall and the movie theater was open. So after skimming through that, and of course you know no new movies, I went over to Fandango. Uh, typed in Franklin Park Mall and, and, the, and the movie theater came up and there are movies playing that I can buy movie tickets uh, today for. So that excited me. Really? That's yeah. nice. Um, so are they, do, do, did they take seats out of the theater? Do you know? Or are they like just sections, like seats off that you can't sit in or? I don't know. I'm guessing that's what they, they would have done, but it was kind of neat for the first time since all of this where I could go on the Fandango because that's usually where I buy tickets if I buy them ahead. Uh, and yeah. the two things that I missed are going to the movies and holding doors open for people. 
<laughs> what? Why holding doors open for people? Why do you miss that? I think it's courteous. Oh, you are such a thoughtful person. Sometimes. I forgot about that. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to go on to Fandango and, and go, wow, there, there are movies playing today. Not not a lot, nothing new. In fact, the most recent one is Beauty and the Beast. Like the one with, um, oh, what's her name? The girl from here? She yeah, went to like Emma, NYC. Emma, Emma Watson. That, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so like we don't have movie theaters that are opening here. I don't think anytime soon. But like Danny came to me and he goes, hey, do you want to go see Tenet? Do you know what Tenet is? Me? Yeah. Of course I do. Okay. I have no idea what this is. And I was like, what do you mean, Tenet? What is Tenet? And he's like, it's a movie. And I said, how are we going to go see a movie? The theaters are closed. And he's like, it's the first movie that they're going to open back up for people to go see here in the UK. Do you want to go? And I was like, I mean, I guess that's fine. But he seemed really excited about it. And I'm confused. Like, why are we excited about this movie? So there are parts of your boyfriend that I get your... You guys are married? I forget. We're getting there. Okay. There's parts of Danny that I connect with that you don't at all. And it's all the nerd and like entertainment stuff. Like we have our Star Trek appreciation and all that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Tenet, do. Tenet is, is the next Christopher Nolan movie. And Christopher Nolan okay. always delivers big hits. Obviously, the Batman movies, uh, Interstellar a couple years ago. What was the war movie that he did? Dunkirk. He did Dunkirk. And he has a very eccentric and unconventional, but traditional in many ways, unconventional way of shooting movies. Uh, They're always like time bending. Oh, what was the other one? Uh, Inception. In fact, this is the 10th anniversary of Inception. And if you remember the scene in that where the city is folding. Yeah, yeah. That basically defines all of his movies. And um, Tenet has John David Washington Robert Pattinson and some other pretty uh, uh, regular actors that Nolan uses, and his movies are all yeah. exceptional. He is all about the movie-going experience. He would not let this be released on video on demand. And so, Tenant, I believe it's called a palindrome. When I'm looking at it now, yeah. So he doesn't use a lot of uh, CGI, and and again, he's very he's very much an auteur and and, and an artist with what he does. Um, he takes his craft very, very seriously. Um, and there's something about this, like nobody really knows what the hell's going on other than that people are going backwards and forwards in, in time and in reality, like more mind-bending shit. And that's why, again, I think it's called a palindrome. The movie going backwards and forwards, that there is the title, Tenet, T-E-N-E-T, spelled the same way backwards and forwards. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. You just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um I'm still looking at the at the trade like it's not the volume's not up, but yeah, people are going backwards and forwards, I suppose, in time. He shot at a rock and like it went through the rock or like yeah. absorbed it. I don't I don't get it. Anyway, we don't open till the twenty sixth of August and they're already selling tickets for it, which I think are selling out, so Yeah, here's here's uh so you know our, our I forget. Justin you know Justin Camuso? You know Justin? Ooh, Justin maybe? and Lucas used to work at the art museum. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so, that last name killed me. Uh, Justin and Vinny, they're like my movie people. And Justin brought up the mm-hmm. point that if, and he's like, this is going to be an interesting social experiment if movies are released in certain pockets of the world, but not others, because, you know, you're, it's going to be nearly impossible to avoid spoilers because you, you will know what is actually the plot of Tenet maybe weeks 
or months before we're able to find out. Oh, really? How do you uh, wait? Like you can get how, how are you how are you going to prevent it? I mean, when when a movie comes out, I do my best to avoid the internet, but that's really hard yeah. for me especially, but for a lot of people um and if a movie comes out there or in other big places across the world before it comes out in New York and LA and Toledo and Perrysburg and Iowa, like how do you avoid the spoilers? Cause there'll be a really lot of places. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, between social media, being online, listening to the news, even commercials, like somebody somewhere is going to spoil it for you at some point, especially if the longer that the set, like the opening dates are separated. Yeah. You just really can't avoid that. So, uh, because a, a lot of the reason why the movie industry is, had so many problems getting restarted is without New York or LA, New York obviously was a hot spot to begin with. LA and California mm-hmm. has its issues and they're just big, tightly packed cities where the virus can, can have outbreaks even when everything is, is even when all the protocols are met, but without those two cities, movies won't make a lot of money. I mean, it's, it's one thing. It's great if Toledo gets to see tenant before everybody else, but that's not good for the movie company. So it, it could yeah. happen here where, I could find out the plot of Tenet before people in, in in New York, but I'm I'm very much looking forward to going back to the movies, and the movies that are available to see at Franklin Park are Beauty and the Beast, Jurassic Park, Goonies, oh. Ghostbusters, and I think Star Wars and Jumanji: The Next Level. I mean, that's literally just a list of movies for people who need to get out of their house and need to take a break from like the mundane situation of what's happening with their life right now. I completely understand. Like, I'm also concerned about. Because when production companies started learning that they got maybe like the same, if not more money uh, for like streaming services or like selling their stuff, I'm really afraid that those dates are going to jump up now to where you release something in the movie theater. Then by the end of that week, it's going to be streaming because they've gotten so used to that. Well, I think it'll be one or the other, but I think that there's a lot of questions about how cinema uh, at, in law at, at mass was going to proceed like Mulan is going to Disney plus but you'll have to buy it on Disney plus and then you get to to keep it and if I had to make a guess as to what's going to happen with movies certain things will uh maybe be simultaneous video on demand and in the theaters mm-hmm. and some things will just be like Christopher Nolan's tenant it, it'll be in theaters and they'll I mean, at the end of the day, things have to make money. It doesn't matter how sure. big or popular a director or producer is. You've got to make – these are businesses, and they can't lose money on these on these projects. So I'm curious to see how it proceeds. But I've always said the, the movie-going experience isn't that big of a deal for me because I'm sitting alone, so I don't feel the emotion <laughs> of other people in the theater and yeah. to me, it's about. Well, I mean, com- you still you still feel it, even though you're not with them. Like you're in the same room as them. So, well, remember when I go to the movies, nobody else is there. Oh, you because you go like in the middle of the day on like yeah. a Tuesday when everybody's working and in school and stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I get yeah. the whole I get the whole theater to myself. But yeah. if a movie is good enough and I really enjoy it, you know, everybody's got a big enough TV. We all have. Most of us are fortunate enough to have pretty great technology at home. It's not a fifty foot mm-hmm. screen. But at the end of the day, if the movie reels you in, you kind of forget what size the screen is. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, and remember, movie theaters should be pretty safe because I don't know what the, the word is over there, but I'm coming around to the fact that it's very hard to uh, pass this virus by you touching a similar surface to someone else. And it's more about like someone talking loudly in your face for a long period of time <laughs> in the droplets. And that's like, you would think if that's completely accurate 
movies are one of the safest things you could do because people shouldn't be talking loudly in your face at a movie theater. Accurate. Very accurate. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same deal. That's why they're trying to get theaters up and going because in the theater, like, obviously you have that middle chit-chatter beforehand and, like, droplets could happen, but at the same time, it's a less of a risk of that happening than going to a concert and banging around and screaming songs at the top of your lungs. So Right. What's, uh, so there's, like, a... Di- this whole week has been this school's doing this. They're going to change the hybrid. They're going to do this. Actually, yeah. St. Saint, Saint John's has been back for like 10 days and knock on oh. wood, either they've kept it very quiet or they've been very fortunate with, with COVID and there hasn't been any cases. And hopefully that bodes well for everywhere else. But, you know, like I already said, you can do everything right. Like, well, you can do everything right and still catch this thing. But what's the school situation yeah. over there? So um, it is said that schools will resume um, in September here and that they're basically still trying to determine because I don't think the decision was made if they're going to close down some of the other public things for schools to open up in the UK. But uh, last that I checked, schools are opening in September and some people aren't very happy about it. Um, They're trying to see if they can do what they've done with some like the daycares and preschools because those apparently have been open to where you can only drop your child off on certain days, like odd days or even days, so that they keep the numbers down. Yeah, they're and also mandating masks and stuff as well. Yeah, that's the... I mean, it's the same protocols roughly everywhere. Here, like, they've split people up, I think. Like, there's Mondays and... Went, there's Mondays and... There's, like, a Monday, Tuesday... Hold on. It's, yeah. like, two days a week, and then there's a cleaning day. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of schools have given parents the option to do all virtual. So there's plenty of choices. And unfortunately, you know, what I keep going back to over and over again, and there's been some really bad leadership at all levels of government and management and all over the world. Um, Everywhere. Unfortunately, we've been pinned between just a couple of kinds of decisions in all this. Really, really bad decisions or, oh my God, what the fuck are you thinking uh, decisions? And there, there isn't like a right option for so much of this. I mean, like, the thing that killed me in America, at least, that I, because I listen to podcasts for news here and there, because I like when I go to the gym, because sometimes just, like, I'd rather do that, but um, there was a school, and I don't remember where it was on top of my head, but school started, the kids went into school, some of them weren't wearing masks, and the hallways were crowded, and they suspended, like, four or so students for posting pictures of crowded hallways, and then after that, there were a bunch of teachers and students who ended up getting the virus and they had to close the school and it's been like four or five days since you know what i'm talking about is that there or here there in america i think it was georgia i think you're right i want to say arizona but i think you're right i think it's georgia yeah georgia has seemingly been quite uh like obstinate and, and, and reckless uh you know the atlanta mayor has been cautious while obviously atlanta is not the entirety of georgia uh but i think the georgia governor has been very free spirited about this and that and and that's why some of the problems might have happened there but yeah it was georgia where kids went back didn't hear much about protocols or anything and then before you know it they had to close down because there was an outbreak yeah they were having issues here like i have a friend who works in a bakey building like at the reception desk and they have thermal cameras when you come in so where if it seems that you have a temperature or you're too warm then you have to go like immediately to whatever nurses they have on staff to get checked out 
Well, the issue is that it's been so hot lately that when Everybody's people come hot. in, like, exactly. So the schools are now afraid of the same thing because they had the same idea is to have them walk through like a thermal sensor and if the thermal sensor showed that they were warm, then that's a way of doing it. But it's like, it's too hot for that to be an accurate reading because then right. kids are going to come in they're all going to be hot. You can't tell who is or who isn't infected. I, I hate that. And I know that. I, I read an article a couple of weeks ago and it sticks in my mind and it's called like, and this is where I came up with the idea or, or, or I, 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 the idea was really reinforced that it's about the droplets, not about touching things. And this article was all about hygiene or sanitation theater um, and places are just scrubbing endlessly Yeah, and it really doesn't need to be done. Like take precautions, but like when I go to Target, after every transaction at the uh, self-checkout, they wash that thing down. Like, it might not be necessary. And they, they equated it back to um, um, 9-11, where obviously there was intense precautions everywhere. Airports became a different mm-hmm. thing. And the reality was, like, some of that stuff was important, but not as disciplined in detail as, as, it, needs to be, yeah. as it needed to be. And it became, like, just the theatrics of it to, to reinforce mm-hmm. some... Um, some confidence and well like you didn't hear this from me but <laughs> I ju- not, yet. <laughs> not yet but i will i have some friends here who um haven't been made redundant because of their like their flight attendants or stewardess or stewardess so but some of them have flown to like italy and to france and uh to places like to america where the travel bans are a little bit like higher um here in the uk and what happens like when they get there and when they come back is that nobody is checking. And then even some of the people on their planes, like they're not really in what, what you hear about and what you you see happen like on the news and you read about how they're putting stipulations in place and there's travel bans and blah, blah, blah. Like they're not necessarily adhering to that. People are landing like in France, spending four or five days business there and they come back and they go right back to work here as well. Like they're doing their business trips, interacting, socializing, then coming back. And nobody's like checking them for anything. There's no mandate to take a test or to, to do any of that stuff. So like now it's also like you said, like it's a huge fanfare where like all the dramatics are happening. And I don't think they're all necessarily unnecessary. But at the same time, like if you're going to say that this is what's happening, you're going to put the fear of like the virus into people, then at least stand by it. Yeah. And either like here, people are like, it's a hoax. I'm not going to check this person or it's just too much work for them to do. And it's impossible to, to completely lock things down again. And you can do everything right. And the virus can still sneak through Mm -hmm. that. That, I mean, but these are all reasons why this pandemic has been, you know, going on months and may go on years because it just keeps sneaking through to, to go back to the, the temperature thing. You know, I've asked questions like, uh, like, why are we testing people that are that are sick? Like, yes, they might have it or they might not have it. But regardless of what degree of, of sickness they are, like, stay home, stay away from yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, it, it, if you have a temperature, if you we all know what it feels like when you feel warm, when mom puts the back of her hand on your forehead and like <laughs> you feel you feel warm, your cheeks are flushed. Like you shouldn't even be going near a business or a school. You should just stay the hell home out of extreme yeah. caution. It's the people who are not exhibiting any any symptoms. And we said this a million times. It's the people who are not exhibiting any symptoms. Like let's say like what you will use your example. Somebody goes to Italy, comes back not exhibiting any symptoms. They feel just fine. Um, Somebody is supposed to be keeping an eye on this stuff and they pay more attention to the person who appears to 
look ill rather than that person who has no symptoms. Yeah, exactly. And, but they have it and they come back and they spread it unknowingly. And you know what? 10 people who they might come in contact with, five of them might get it and not have any symptoms. Five of them might not get, or four of them might not get it at all. But one person might get deathly ill because that person unknowingly passed it to that person. And, and that's why this has been so problematic. I think it's been made very plain from day one that asymptomatic is yeah. a real situation and it is a thing. And those of us who like are ignoring that, like that, that's the biggest danger, right? I, I've said jokingly, um, because it's, I guess, how I can get my point across to the non-believers. Next time Bill Gates wants to invent, invent a virus, invent a virus. Hopefully, he makes it so it's never asymptomatic. So there's less cynics <laughs> and there's less skepticism. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, no symptoms allows for there to be skeptics and people and non-believers and people want to say it's all a hoax for whatever reason. And that's just like the craziest thing to me too. Is like you see it happening because it hasn't happened to you. It's like right. It's a hoax. And these are the same people, and you know, God forgive me, but these are the same people who who use, you know, the the, um, the image and the the entity and the spirit of like God as like their fighting force. And like, well, I don't believe in God because I don't see that. And they want to yell at you and call you a blasphemer and say you're yep. going to hell. I just I can't. It's I can't. it's been an amazing beyond the health measures of all this, um, and and the scientific measures of everything when it comes to the virus and all that we've learned. I've found this to be, I mean, it's not fun, but at least to me, it's it, it's been an intriguing social experiment for things that you've just described. And the interesting, not, I don't want to call them hypocrisies, but the conflicting or diametrically opposed views people have um, in, in their life and the values that they have and, and how they live with. It's It's been confusing, painfully confusing, but also interesting through all of this. Yeah, very interesting. Um, so it was. Did you guys see the story there? The two stories that I saw all week this week, wherever I went, was the the outdoor concert, the socially distant concert, and then on Wednesday it was uh, stories everywhere about New Zealand going a hundred days without an infection. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, that was so sad for them. Wait, is that what you're talking about? Well, yeah. It, it, they went a hundred days, and then two days later. They found some cases and now they've got to lock it down all over again. Yeah, it was like, I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but from my what I understand, it was like it was a family of four yeah. in New Zealand who got diagnosed with the virus. So essentially, they were just like, everybody has to stay home for the next three days so we can figure out like what, where and what happened with this because they still had lockdown orders and they don't know where this family got it from yeah. or what happened. Like they just ended up with COVID out of nowhere. That's the... That's the the creepy and unsettling part of this because it was amazing. Like everywhere, New Zealand's made it a hundred days, and people would look at. Yeah. I mean, I I don't like the term lockdown, but they quarantined tighter than most places, and yeah. I mean, they that maybe their residents and, and citizens are are more apt to following those rules. It's a different lifestyle over there than it is many places. It's all there's also a lot less people. It's an island nation, so they can do things a little bit differently. But yeah, a hundred days and then it's like going, you know what? I aced that test or I got that job. <laughs> and then you spoke too soon. Way too soon. And the fact that like there were no infections and like you said, they don't know where it came from. I, I'm not like letting this virus instill fear in my life and how I live, but the fact that they can't find where it came from is is pretty is pretty disturbing. 
So I am kind of looking at it now because, like, I figure it's been a few days and they probably figured out where it came from. They're still not 100% sure, but they found that the family had one visitor from overseas and there were 13 that have been linked back to the family. So they've tested them and come up with 14 new cases since then. So everybody is still kind of on lockdown. They're taking precaution, but that's just like, and literally it could have came from that one person who came to visit those people overseas. That one person got that family sick and it spread so quickly. That's crazy. And like I, in the, in the, from the outset in February, I was like, ah, it's just the flu and it's killing old Chinese people. But (laughs) I, I, I I learned, I read, I followed science and, and what I thought was, was accurate information. I was not like our president months into it still saying ridiculous things i'm like no this okay and no you're very unlikely to die but this is extremely contagious and then again going back to the values of people people that have car accidents all the time people you know commit suicide yeah but that stuff isn't contagious like this jackass right yeah that's the thing people say stuff like that like oh you know you die in a car crash more than you want a plane crash so you'll you die for car crash or you die of COVID. I'm like, yeah, but like, I can't catch a car crash from right. the one I just saw walking down the street. Like it's, it's a whole different situation. You can catch feels, but not car crashes. <laughs> yeah. But I feel bad for New Zealand because they were patting themselves in the back. I of know. The world was, was patting themselves, was patting New Zealand on the back. And then like that, just that one situation, just like off track them. And I'm sure they'll handle it well because apparently they've handled it really well and the people there have been happy for the most part. They really haven't had too many like uprisings as far as like against the government and the mandates. But yeah, I want to read more and I read a little bit about them and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that they have like a very young prime minister, a woman who's like in her thirties. Yeah, you're right. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out what her name is. Go ahead. I'm curious of, of the lifestyle. And like you just said, cause I, uh, they they have followed the government's protocols and they were very tight. Like I remember, I, I've said this before on the podcast. Melissa Andrews told me when we were first talking about this thing months ago. She's like, Americans don't like to be told what to do, um, and, and and we don't. And that's why this thing has lingered. It's a different uh-huh. it's a different mindset um, in the DNA of citizens from America, where it's freedom and revolution. And I want to read about what it's like in New Zealand because, yeah, uh, on Wednesday I read they were at a certain level and then where the infections came back, they were like bars and places closed. And there was no fucking, yeah. there were no fucking around. There wasn't, I don't know if there was a long press conference explaining things like DeWine does with graphs and medical experts. It was just like, sorry, these are closed again. Yeah, I mean, that's like the thing about New Zealand as well is that I'm pretty sure that New Zealand has one of the best like education systems like in the world when it comes to like uh like starting school to when you graduate like 17 years old and i think that's like another thing that bodes well for them because here's what happened when this all went down new zealand took action really really quickly in a very aggressive urgent kind of way i say urgent not aggressive and danny and i kind of looked over like the country and like when things were going really bad so so we got to a point where it's just depressing we had to stop we were looking like New Zealand kind of kept their numbers down from the very jump of the situation because of how they reacted. And then we were like thinking about, oh, what if we ever move? And then if we have kids, what if we do this? What if we do that? Like New Zealand's like a real noise right about now yeah. to go and to live. I mean, um, besides like the being near Australia and having huge insects that eat me. But yeah. besides, I mean, it'd be great. No, I, I, I agree. And, you know, look at that. If you have a stellar education system where you can teach young people to think critically, they'll be far more accepting of, you know, math, 
science and data rather than reading a meme on the internet and going, it's a hoax. <laughs> Bill Gates yeah. Bill Gates made this shit to be even richer. No, yeah. stop it. Um, some lighter stuff. And I think I think you and Ashley told me about this um years ago. So you know we have a city walk here, right? A city walk, like what do you mean? Um like underground tunnels in downtown Toledo. Yeah, yeah, downtown. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, c- can you explain them? Because I've only been through them once to go from yeah. like the Imagination Station to the r- to the Renaissance. So I never called them city walks. That's why I was really confused. I thought we were talking about like, the marathon or something. No, no, no. So no. there are tunnels underneath downtown Toledo, right by um, like the Renaissance Hotel where Seagate One is. Um, where I think Seagate 2 is as well, and Imagination Station. Like, there's basically an underground mall that used to be there. Yeah. And it was built, like, I think in the 20s because it was, like, an area. Like, people came and shopped and lived and worked downtown, and it was great. And it connected all of the main buildings together so people didn't have to walk outside when it was really, really cold. And now it's just basically that. Like, it's just tunnels. And even people who work downtown in these buildings, some of them have no idea that they're down there. And there also, there are some dank restaurants still down there and these what you call city walks. And if you ever get a chance to go down to have like just a sandwich or something or like a piece of pie, you should try it. It's great. Um, I think you guys used to tell me, well, before you left, the Starbucks got downtown here, right? Yeah, it was downtown. Yeah, but we never had a Starbucks. We had all the great local places and people would tell mm-hmm. me that there was some place that served Starbucks coffee in the tunnels down there. Is that Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was the, it's the, uh, you know where the, the building management office is? I think that's the same as the Fifth Third building. Not really. <laughs> if you go into the, if, well, you can't just walk to the Fifth Third building because you have to have like an ID, but if you go through these tunnels, you can get into it. Ah, little trick. But um, if you walk into the Fifth Third building from the front door and you walk straight back on the left-hand side, there are some more glass doors. It looks like it goes out to a courtyard, but there is um, like a little like dining area that's there, completely outdated, like early i would say like mid 80s like mall dining room looking type situation um but if you go in there i'm sure there's still there a couple of cafes and like little sandwich shops and they, they might, serve starbucks in there they might be closed although I'm, yeah, I'm not i wouldn't sure. doubt it um i have not been there since like maybe like late 2018 and i remember there was like a cart of food but <laughs> i bring it yeah. up because it looks like um with all the stuff happening downtown, there the, the the city walk is going to get the mural treatment now. So the, the arts commission has commissioned some people and they've selected artists. Now, um, there's only of the three that are going to do them, it's only one local artist, which is disappointing. I'm sure the uh-huh. arts commission has their reasons for it, but it was kind of weird. And I, I think it was 2015, 2016 when you guys would be like, "Yeah, there's like an underground tunnel system." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> Yeah, because you can. I think you can walk from one side of Summit, like out in front of Imagination Station. Actually, what you were talking about outside the Renaissance, there's what looks like a bus stop, and that's actually leads you down in there. And then you can walk. So that that's closed now, though. You can't get through there. They they shut that off, so it's just like a window now. But before you could, like in these tunnels, walk from that side of Summit Street to the other Mm -hmm. side, like where the church is, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Wild stuff. Um. The underground, not the underground railroad, the city walk. <laughs> Why is it called city walk? I've never heard it called city walk before. Where did you get that from? Um, hold on, let me make sure I have this right. F- 
stand by, stand by. Are you looking for the name of it? Is that what you're doing? Uh, so every day I gather a bunch of local info and send it out to all the, the air staff here. Mm-hmm. And it was in my local prep this morning. So I just have to find the link. City Walk to get murals. People were like, what was that? Uh, yeah, it's called, the, I mean, it's called the Toledo City Walk system. I've never known it to be called that. You know, so if you look into, you don't have to do it right now, but if you look into, I'll start referring to it as the City Walk, there was a barber who had a shop down there, I think had maybe one chair. That man had been down there for like 75 years. Like, I don't think he even had anybody come down there anymore, but he just opened up every day as normal. I think that he may have got like a few clients from like the CEOs and stuff who worked in those buildings. But like, he just came down there, opened up his shop every day, stayed six or seven hours, lived his best life. Um, but I think he passed and they closed it. Don't mark me on that. He could be well alive and good to go, but. What did you call it before? Um, tunnels. <laughs> And you know, there's already like a mural down there. It's completely outdated and there's like water damage to it because they obviously like it's a tunnel and if you don't properly take care of it, like it leaks. But there is a mural down there and it has the um, the Centennial Toledo circle with like the stars. You know what I'm talking about? That old symbol we used to have. And I think it also has a you'll do better in Toledo in black and white as well further down, like towards the fifth third building. But there's already stuff down there. They must be just like painting over it or something. So I clicked on the link in the NBC24 story and it takes you to a website of what CityWalk is. And there's a timeline of things. 1982, the first parts of CityWalk opened along one Seagate. Uh, 2007, Kozai closes December 31st. 2017, the Plaza Hotel is renovated and reopened as the Renaissance. 2022, former park inn to be converted to dual brand Hilton Garden and Homewood Suites. So... It's kind of yeah. It's a it's a cool spot. It reminds me of yeah. uh, some things in, in bigger cities. Like there there were some things like this in in Philadelphia. Um, there was one neat thing in Minneapolis uh, when I went and visited there one time. Where obviously like Toledo, but much 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 colder in the wintertime in Minneapolis. All the downtown buildings have walkways that go uh, like we have the walkway that goes over Summit. Uh, the imagination. Yeah. Where the, so there those connect. That's not there anymore, right? You know, I'm never downtown anymore. I don't know. I think the one to Imagination Station is about the other one further down. I think that one's still there. Yeah, they have those connecting like dozens of buildings in Minneapolis. You don't have to go ever go outside. Genius. Genius. None of that's happening here. You just got to stay outside in the wet, cold rain because it doesn't snow. Uh, yeah, what what else is going on there besides COVID stuff? Like what's life, life like? Because... Um, the prim- is was soccer hat. I mean, because the Premier League would start back up soon, but it just ended. oh, they've started. Yeah, well, no, they've just started. Have it, you seen? Or maybe ended. I don't know. It, it they've just, been playing though. It just ended a couple of weeks ago because they had to restart. But normally the se- the new season starts like the like around now. I mean, so players aren't really like about that life that much. I do know. I don't. Here's the thing, I keep up with sports too much there. I don't too much here, but obviously it makes headlines. So players aren't too, like, excited about it, from what I understand. But they also didn't get the option to, like, not do it for the most part. It's a very interesting way that, like, Premier League is ran here that I'm not sure um, I think is right. But anyway, um, for, like, months they were playing and the stadiums that um, didn't have people in it. And they were doing the really strange thing of, like, 
pumping fake sounds into the uh, stadium because they the players were complaining about it. Like there was a lack of like energy and motivation to do the game because they didn't have the same energy that they had. They had like cardboard cutouts. Yeah, they do in that the here too. That's the craziest thing to me. I'm like, yeah. bro, just play the game. Just kick the ball. Do what you gotta do for what an hour and a half, and like be done with it. You don't yeah. have to fake an injury. Just get up. It's fine. Well, the crazy there's, a, there's an audience. The, it was weird for me to watch when baseball restarted here because they've they've done the same thing and the weirdest thing for me to see was the first weekend so uh, uh, somebody hit a home run and there were fans in the stands cheering the home run and I'm like wait a second they shouldn't be there and they were <laughs> they were they were digitized um, but to me the thing was that like all these soccer leagues these global soccer leagues that restarted so far as I know didn't have any infections or outbreaks meanwhile, like the St. Louis Cardinals haven't played a baseball game since the last day of July because they've had an outbreak. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I don't think that anybody's had any nope. outbreaks here. I think some people have like got it, but it wasn't like a huge thing where the team itself like had to shut down because of it, or like the whole team got it. So back to like I've always said that like uh, the baseball commissioner and the president have kind of dueled to see who can run this pandemic in in a worse fashion. <laughs> yeah, um, basically. But for your knowledge, uh, the 2020-2021 Premier League, the 29th season of the league, will begin on September 12th. So, like, I guess three weeks later than usual. What stadium that I told you was down for me? It's the one with the cannon. They're, like, maroon-colored people. Arsenal! That one, yeah. 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 That's down there. I'll probably uh, go at that's, some point. That's Emirates Stadium. It holds 60,000 people. Yeah, it's huge. I bike. I, like... Listen, I can cycle around Fifth Third Stadium probably about forty times and still not necessarily make it around this one without breaking. Like it's crazy how big it is. What's wild to me with um, and I would love of all the things that I would love to see in the UK and London. Here's what I would like to come over there to try to understand. So you have all these mega soccer teams in London: uh-huh. Arsenal, uh-huh. Tottenham. Manchester City, Manchester United, all these ones that people might be mildly familiar with, and they're all in like the greater London area. The ex- uh-huh. the the corollary would be like having the Cowboys, Eagles, Rams, Lions, Browns, Raiders, Patriots all play in one city, and they all have somehow enough fans to go around for for each team. I don't get it. People travel like crazy far to come to games for like their teams and like they rep their teams from like death do us part. And it's a crazy thing. I say like the Arsenal Stadium isn't too far for me, but Emirates, right, is what it's called, is literally if we walked, it's probably about 30, 35 minutes for us to walk to get there. Our street that we live on is has signs all up and down and a little bit further away from us as well about parking during football games. Um, and how you can park here during football games. There's a shuttle that will come and get you. Like, it's crazy how many people show up. And if you get off at the Arsenal station, for whatever reason, if you live around that place, because a lot of residential, during a game, the date of a game, even if they're not playing in that stadium, like, it is nuts how many people are around that area. Uh, that would be the Holloway area and Lower Holloway? <laughs> Yeah, but they just call it, they call it, um, because it's Arsenal Station, like, they'll just call it Arsenal. What else did he call it? Uh, 
what's over there? Finsbury's over there and something else is over there. But yeah. It's just wild to me that you've got like 20 teams in the Premier League or whatever it is. Most of them have big, rabid fan bases and the population of there of England is so much smaller than what it is here. Again, it would be like stuffing all the biggest teams in a particular sport into New York and somehow they all have fan bases to still thrive. It's so fascinating to me. Um, Crazy thing. uh, No fans. A lot of times soccer gets hit with like it's, it's hooliganism. Um, What is drunk driving or drinking and driving? Like what's the, the culture or ethos of that over there? here yeah it's i mean i'm sure like people do it but like it's it's not a thing like i you don't know how many times i've heard people or i've been warned by people that like drinking and driving is not a thing people have come over to like ours for dinner with casing b and if they're driving like they won't have more than a single drink no matter how long they're here for it's like drinking and driving is not like a a present situation so it's it's not necessarily that it's a more walkable culture or walking is more of a thing or taking cabs or even like uh, no. ride sharing places. It's just that people won't do it. People just won't do it. I mean, I think people are more inclined to get drunk and to probably get on a bike and attempt to ride <laughs> on the sidewalk okay. than they are anything else. But I mean, like just drinking and not getting on a bus because you really don't have an excuse, right? So drinking, like not getting on a bus or calling an Uber or getting on the tube, like that's just, it's just uncalled for. I I bring it up because um, there's, you know how like here in Ohio, they have to announce the checkpoints, which I think is the dumbest thing in the world. They do? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have to legally, like whoever does these, it's sheriff's department or whatever, they have to, legally they have to release to the media. They send out like, maybe they send a fax that no one will ever read, but you always (laughs) find out about them. Um I think Sean Hegarty was notorious for always, you know, posting these on Twitter. Yeah, the the county or whoever has to tell you that there will be a checkpoint. It's it's like an open book kind of test. I hate it, like because I, if you're drinking, it's an open book test. <laughs> what I mean, what what else would you call it? Yeah, I mean, I'll take that. That's fine. And and they still catch people because people either don't know about it or if you know about it you like try to make a u-turn and then i don't know if they're allowed to come snag you or anything but i oh, they definitely can i hate the fact that you have to be told about it because like drinking and driving like you know me that that's like up there like it's completely avoidable now more than ever because okay you can pay 57 dollars for and i get it you're drunk maybe you can't do this math but you can pay 57 dollars to get yourself an uber and you're like that's really expensive or you can pay how many ever to get your car from being towed or you can pay thousands of dollars to have Dennis get you out of a DUI that you got nabbed for? I mean, like, I'll be completely honest. Like, I have had times where I probably realized that I should not have been driving. Like, literally going from, like, Georgia's to the Old West Inn and I continue my drive and I probably shouldn't have. But at the end of the day, like, there are also plenty of times where I have just, like, hiked my little pants up and I've walked home or I've called an Uber, or for somehow, some way, there was one of those pedicab things, and they took me home on the go-kart or on their little bicycle. But, like, there are so many different ways for you to make your way home if you were intoxicated than getting behind the wheel of a car because, I mean, like, I don't know. It's scary. People have told me stories of how they can't even see straight. They see, like, double, yeah. and they do it. The stories of people falling asleep behind the wheel at red lights, that 
freaks me the fuck out. So I'd rather they do that than them fall asleep or see double while they're driving. Because when you're not moving, yeah. it's unlikely. But I, I hate that because it's and now it's more avoidable than ever. I, I remember two times I did it. One time I was underage. I had left oh, an R. Kelly concert. <laughs> when I went to the club that the radio station was broadcasting from and they introduced me to this thing called Crown Royal and mm-hmm. I went to get up and I was like, oh, and I didn't, I was too dumb to even, I was too dumb and too innocent and too naive to know that I was too drunk to even drive home. Like I didn't, I, I didn't know what was wrong. You just um, thought that, like, you just felt weird from the alcohol. Just yeah, to feel good. Like, it didn't even resonate with me that I, I was I should not have been driving. Um, and then the other time was God, two thousand three or four. Uh, more radio station bullshit. It was a Halloween party. It was in Flint, and I lived in Saginaw. And the girl that I had gone with, who I I was a coworker of, uh, I guess we never made it clear who was driving us home, and I was under the the impression she was, and mm-hmm. she, she was not able to drive, maybe even or stand up when when we were about to leave. And I was like, oh my God, I have to get us home. Thank God it was just straight up 75. But I, I when I got home, I was throwing up, but in between vomits, I was kissing my bathtub, thing, saying, thank God I will never do that ever again. Okay, can we go back to you being at an R. Kelly concert? Yeah, like, yeah, have yeah. you done? Have you done that? Because I understand it was for work. Like, you went for the radio. I completely get that. But I just don't see you being at an R. Kelly concert. Like, I, how was that experience for you? I loved it. I, I think... He, Shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? I, I mean, this is the late 90s when you didn't... You're like, oh, he didn't pee on anybody. He didn't really date Aaliyah. <laughs> and it was like... It was the album with... Uh, do you remember the R. Kelly song, Home Alone? I remember Trapped in the Closet. Okay, so this was before that. Look up whatever, like, 98, 99 R. Kelly album. I think it was a double album. I think it was called, like, Double R. And there were some low-key classics on there. I'm going to look it up right now. But I remember... um, Hold on. Do you remember that song? Keith Murray Rock Five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, it, wasn't like, it wasn't like a big national hit, but it was a, it was a hit. Um, all right, I found the album. And I was like, oh, he is dry humping that girl on stage. That's nice. Are you there? Did I lose you? I think I lost you for a second. Are you there? Hi, welcome back. I was like, what happened? So that album, 1998, it's called R. And like I said, some low-key classics on it. So Home Alone, mm-hmm. Half on a Baby. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do remember that song. <laughs> when when a woman's fed up. Oh, I'm not sure I remember that one. It this it was like like a Sarah McLaughlin type ballad, but if I could turn back the hands of time. Yeah, I remember that. I do remember that. Uh, we Ride, featuring Cameron, Noriega, and Jay-Z. What was the name of that album? R, just plain R. So, See, you must understand, like, R. Kelly was my dad's stuff. So whenever I, like, 
like back in the day, not so much anymore. But whenever like I think of people going to R. Kelly concerts, like I just think of like my dad and his friends. And they're like at the R. Kelly concert, probably being highly inappropriate with one another dancing and just like thinking this was like the top of the top. So I just didn't see you in that atmosphere. Now, my second question to you is, have you gone to another R. Kelly concert since that that experience? No, but I've no, no, I, I mean, no, I've been to several Usher concerts and seen more dry fucking. <laughs> Did you ever go to a genuine concert? No, no. In fact, I don't even recall Genuine even touring. Oh, he definitely toured. He definitely toured. Um, yeah, I could see you at an Usher concert, though. I'm mean, like, that. that's more like, you know, pop, lock, dance, pop, music a little bit. There is, like, the occasional dry hump for him, but R. Kelly was just nasty. I think my first concert was, uh, was I got free tickets in the radio station I worked at. It was, um, it was an Usher opening up for Mary J. Blige. Stop it. Um, I want to do one more thing before we wrap up, but before we get to that, speaking of completely inappropriate, did you see, I sent your dad's post from last night. I told you, I told you what his post was a few months ago, didn't I? And like this one, I hadn't seen this one until you sent it to me, but like it surprised me. So, um, Philip's dad, and I won't say the name or anything, said, dumb, dumbass fuckers in Lucas County ain't shit. (laughs) Put your fucking mask on. You don't give a fuck about she, your people. I do. Because of yo ass, we still at level red. So you must understand something. My dad has had it up to like here with this virus. And not only because like it's put him and my stepmom at risk because they have to go to work. My stepmom helps to manage, unfortunately, um, the voting office in Lucas County. And my dad, he does work for uh, one of the city buildings. But like he has to go to work and she has to go to work. Like there are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So he's pissed about that. And he's even more pissed because the nursing home that his mother, my grandmother, is in, who like is kind of working through dementia and Alzheimer's a little bit, he can't go visit her. And the only thing they they keep telling him is that, well, we can try to get you like um, a video call, but she's not that's not her life. Like she didn't grow up that way. She won't understand what it is. She'll probably think that it's a video and she won't be able to talk. And he refuses to talk to her through her window too. So like my dad has been literally for the past like six months just pissed, like red hot level ten pissed. Sorry, DJ V Nice. Mm-hmm. But and I he, told you about it. Go ahead. No, he's right. I mean, I've told people like don't get into fight, don't get into fights or arguments over masks. But I could see why your dad is red hot with this. Yeah, and then like he, um, I told you about his post that like I think it was just like him kind of lashing out for being upset about the recycling bins. I told you about that, right? Refresh my memory. So like a few months ago, he got really, really mad because he put his recycling out and he doesn't fill it up necessarily within one week. But like after a second week, it's pretty much full. And after a third week, it's going to start overflowing. Well, they hadn't picked up the recycling on his block. The other streets around him in the neighborhood, yeah, but like on his block, he lives on Detroit. Like it's a, I probably shouldn't say that, but he lives in Detroit, obviously a very, very busy street. And that whole block, they, they just didn't pick up the recycling at all. So he wrote, obviously him and my stepmom worked for the city. He wrote to who he needed to. He sent emails. He put out like Facebook posts. He put something on like their Facebook page because he doesn't do twit, Twitter. Twitter. Um, but like nothing happened for three weeks and he was mad. So then he put on Facebook about like the right wing and how <laughs> it is a conspiracy oh to like not collect the recycling in like an inner city neighborhood and all the rest of the stuff. And I was like, I love the man dearly, but like, the right wing is trying to currently like defame anything about the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't think Toledo inner city recycling cans are on their list. 
but you never know. You know, I give you give you props, DJ. Be nice. Um, last thing, let's do the five second rule. Uh, why? Where's Bethany? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this myself. Why did you like invite like Ashley or Alex? Like, why could somebody else go through this horror with me? Why am I the only one to deal with this? Uh, cause I figured it would be the three of us. My, the, the Jew and <laughs> the Jew and the two gay black guys. Um, <laughs> That's the, the best Oreo you will ever fucking eat. For real. Um, <laughs> so obviously I made these, I, I came up with these before, uh, Floyd told me that he wasn't feeling well. Um, so some of these are, are Floyd centric and some of them are directly for you, but we'll run through them. Okay. okay. All, All right. right. Um, I need three things librarians say. Shh. Close that book. You're late. You're late. <laughs> All right. Th- th- I would have given this one to Floyd. So it'll, it could be easy for you. I need three protein bar flavors. Oh, uh, chocolate. Uh, vanilla and with strawberry banana is that one? I'm pretty sure, sure that's one. Yeah, <laughs> this one was for this one was for Floyd, but you can get it. Things only British people say. Um, dynasty, aluminium. That's Al- really all I got right Al- now. Al- you- Did I tell you about dynasty and how I almost like me and Daddy always went to blows over the word dynasty? Uh, no, we talked about aluminium though. I didn't believe that, but it's a real thing. They yeah. can't help it. Do you know that they don't say dynasty? They say dynasty, like die, like I, I get it. Like no, who gets that? It's D Y N, like dine, like that dine. There's no din, and it's so annoying because I figured this out on a TV show. It's like a nature show, and the 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 narrator for the show says dynasty, but the narrator for like the introduction of the show says dynasty and i was like he's not right like why is he saying it that way where is he from and danny's like he's english i'm like no he's not he's like yeah we don't say it wrong we say dynasty because it's spelled d-y-n i almost flipped out i said what i i know hooked on phonics i understand phonetically din and dine are two different things we let it go eventually it's okay good yeah it would be it, <laughs> it, it would make for great like radio content or any kind of content if you guys broke up over cultural pronunciations and differing lexicons. I Are there... Um, so, I'm guessing, and you're not on Twitter, and I usually see this on Twitter, but you're on Instagram. Do you see different social media buzzwords over there than are here? What do you mean by buzzwords? Um, I got, like, obviously, five years ago, lit was a big thing. Like, would that something like that be used there? Yeah, they don't, I mean, like, they use it, but not as much as, like, we do. They have things, instead of saying, like, you know, they'll put, like, Uno, like, the card game Uno. Um, instead of saying those things, they'll say dem things, like, D-E-M-T-I-N. I've seen that. Um, uh, like, there's just, like, they phonetically write stuff out, like, we phonetically write stuff out, but it's also the fact that they have, like, a different way of saying things, that they write them out that way. And sometimes it takes me a hot second to interpret a tweet or interpret like a meme because I'd be like, "Ooh, that don't make sense," and then I'll like I'll say it out loud, like, "Okay, I get it, I get it, that makes okay. sense." Um, a couple more for the five second rule. Um, artists who you'd never want to see in concert: Billie Eilish. Um, 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 oh, I can't think of any. Who did I want to see in concert that I listened to? Who did I want to see? Um, next up. Oh, Taylor Swift too. And I think Kanye West. I don't want to see him. Uh, disgusting, <laughs> disgusting candies. 
Um, those caramel things that people keep, those watermelon hard candies that old people always have. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that plate, yeah my grandma, uh, Grammy, Grammy Weisberg used to have like uh, candy holders in her living room. And it was, I was like, Grammy, is this decorative? Because I ain't eating this shit. I don't even know where they get the candy from. I've never seen that candy be so like the caramels I get. Like I've seen those, but the little weird watermelon ones that happen. It's got to be it. some kind of like I remember the day she got Jolly Ranchers in that thing. It was like it was like Hanukkah because <laughs> maybe it's some kind of like old person starter pack, like uh, brandless, disgusting candies. Um, and and, uh, and like they use a candy as a weapon to shut their grandkids up, but it doesn't work because they're fucking gross. Right? <laughs> Nobody wants that. Let last thing, last last one for you. I need toppings on a deli sandwich. Um, anchovies, mayonnaise, tomatoes. Bam, killed it. Anchovies. Yeah, dude. Like that's their thing. Now, I'm not even. I'm not even talking about like like the tapas spread, whatever that is. Like I'm talking about like actual anchovies. Yeah, yeah like, you get a turkey sandwich some places, yeah. you're gonna put anchovies on it, and I don't understand why that's a thing. You know, Z- you know, Zingerman's is here this weekend. Or you probably don't. But you know what Zingerman's is, right? Mm, sounds familiar, but no, I don't. It's a, it's a deli in Ann Arbor. They're known for their Jewish corn. Oh beef. my god, yeah, I do know who Zingerman's is. They're where in Toledo. Uh, like, so they're doing like pop-ups or like, are, are they doing a Reuben tour and they're on South St. Clair kind of past the post office. Um, and you had to order by Tuesday or Wednesday, but yeah, they, they're doing a Reuben tour. That's fun. Oh, uh, dude. Speaking of good delis, did you ever go to PJ's deli downtown Toledo? Yeah. Yeah. They had, a, they had the only salad bar. Yeah. So when I was there last, like around basically my birthday last year, um, I was like, you know what I really want before I go home? Well, PJ's Deli. Just want to like keep that in my life. They were closed, they were closed. right? Oh my god! Yeah, like, I thought they were closed for the day, but like everything inside was gone. What yeah, it must have been last summer. It was them in another place. I remember they closed, and I was like, oh, this 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 sucks. You know, downtown's coming. Along. And I think they closed. They they just they did enough business. They said they retired. Whoever owns it, they're like, we're closing. Um, it's not a money thing. We're just, we just don't want to do this anymore. And we've, we've done it for I mean, long I, enough. I get it. But isn't there a point where like you offer it to somebody else and you'd be like, do you want to take the helm and buy this from me? Because I think somebody would have bought that. Maybe. And I don't know what's going to happen with, although, so that spit, there was news this week or late last week, uh, the Lucas County land bank, I think has mm-hmm. taken over. The, the Spitzer, bu- yeah, the Spitzer yeah. building and two other mm-hmm. buildings, which is nice because those buildings have mostly set empty and they're original buildings and they're talking, you know, the usual stuff. Barbershops, a cafe, a coffee shop, some retail, some office space, uh, the, uh, some apartments. The, the Spitzer building is the one that's connected to LaSalle, like right next to Fifth Third or Key Bank, right? No. That's right there. It's like the or Huntington Sp- Bank. Uh, no, LaSalle is Huntington down the street. Huntington Oh, okay. Uh, the Spitzer building is where PJ's Deli is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Oh, wait, that's Huntington Bank, though, right? That's right there. And Across then, like, the right street. in Huntington Center. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm thinking about. Yep, okay. yeah. Because yep. they used to have that Quiznos in it, and they kept putting the Quiznos in there, even though Quiznos is disgusting and it didn't work out. But the rest of the building sat empty for the longest of time. And it's this huge, amazing building that I'm so yeah. happy something's going to be done to it. Is there Taco so. Bell there? Here? Yeah. Do you know it's so funny that you asked me that? Because um, you remember when they had that Chick-fil-A that opened here and it was in the news that they closed like three days later? No. I, I don't know. Oh. It... So I'll get to that, though. 
But like not too long after the Chick-fil-A opened, it wasn't in London, it was just like in, in the UK. Um, they started advertising for Taco Bell here. I think there's literally in this entire country two Taco Bells and they're in London. I have no idea where they are. I have no idea where they are, but I see advertisements for them hmm. and nobody has any idea where they are, but there's, I think, two. So the hmm. Chick-fil-A situation is that there was a mall in, I want to say like uh, Liverpool area or something. Like it wasn't London though. And the mall got a two-year contract, three-year contract for Chick-fil-A to be put into their food court. The community had such an issue with Chick-fil-A being there because of how religious and right-wing that they are as like a corporation that like they basically drove them out. So they opened, right? I think they got through maybe three weeks and they started the petition. By the third month, like the contract was broken, the mall didn't want them there and they closed it down. So there is like no Chick-fil-A in this country because of that. And speaking of fast food as well, Wendy's is boasting about getting the first Wendy's in the UK this fall. And literally, people are pissed about it. I don't why? know why what Wendy's? the hell. Like, I don't. Get... I don't know. People just don't like American fast food here, and I understand why. But like, they like are in arms about this Wendy's tweet. Like, Wendy's got dragged for putting that tweet out. We're not going to say. All right. I don't. I don't like the the use of the word drag, and I think I've told you this before because it evokes lynching. Pick another word. <laughs> okay, you're right. Uh, well, Wendy's got their asses handed to them because of that tweet in so many different ways. And it was like, it was just the fact of me, obviously, Wendy's prides themselves in America of like not frozen meat and blah, blah, the rest of the stuff. And they were talking about um, like the processing of the meat and where it mm-hmm. comes from and yeah. the farms and everything else. Like, I'm surprised at how many subways there are in London. Like, there's a subway on every block. Like, you see a Starbucks, there's a subway nearby. I leave the gym and I smell fresh bread Subway every freaking morning. But like as far as fast food here, like they are not a fan of American fast food. So Chick-fil-A, we'll wrap. I do have one last question. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Like five or six years ago, you were the one that like opened my eyes to calling it hate chicken. But you mm-hmm. liked it. You liked it, right? You you ate Chick-fil-A? Uh, yeah. I mean, I like hate chicken, but it's still hate chicken. So 100%. Have you, but have you come around to like not? Uh, patronizing their business because of their their views and values? I mean, like, they're not here, so, like, I'm kind of set in that that I can't even if I wanted to. But, like, the only reason that I ever even ate Chick-fil-A back home was because I worked in the mall, and after, like, having no other options, I, like, sometimes I went there and I ate. But am I at that point? Will I ever eat Chick-fil-A again? I don't know. Time will tell. Yeah, I mean, we, we shall see. Totally fine. They, you know, get older or learn new things and, and change how you feel about things. Um, what are you doing you know, this week? Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing about Chick Fil A. Really turned me off about Chick Fil A is when they went after the Muppets because the Muppets didn't want to fuck with Chick Fil A anymore, and they right. basically like, I, and that kind of threw me off a bit. But yeah, um, this weekend, I don't really have any plans to be completely honest with you. It was hot as hell all week. It's supposed to thunderstorm here all week. It's already been raining and it's cooler out, so. Not much to do outside. Uh, maybe make my way <clears throat> to a museum if I can, like, get on the bus. I really want to just go see a show, like a theater performance of some sort, and that's mm. just not going to happen. Yeah, that's nope, 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 nope. So nine out of ten, what'll probably happen is that either tonight or tomorrow night, Danny and I will get dressed and actually put some grown-up clothes on and call an Uber and find somewhere nice to eat, and that'll probably be our weekend, unfortunately, because of the rain. So, okay. Um... 
I, uh, what about you? What are you doing this weekend? So I, I've been playing more video games lately than I have been. And there's a beta for the new Avengers game. And I got it last oh. weekend and I didn't dive into it because I was playing something else. So um, I'm going to play that. And I really don't have any plans. I mean, I have, th- th- I was hanging out with this girl, but she's got a lot of stuff going on in her life. Um, so that was nice. And other than, and you tell me about her. I mean, I've, I've, what did I, we, her and I had this discussion and most of it is my fault because I just don't have a wide array of interests and I don't have a lot of friends I enjoy um, doing a lot of things with. But really everything in this town is either heavy drinking centric or mm-hmm. family centric. You're right. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong I mean, with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it because that's like the environment that you're in. But once you get out of it, i.e. me, to like have the door open to a bunch of other stuff. It's crazy, especially when, like, to me, like, when people say, do you want to hang out? My mind instantly falls back on what? Where are we drinking? We're going to go drinking. Exactly. Right. You know, and they're like, oh, well, this new exhibit, masculinity exhibit for LGBTQ just opened up at the Barbican. We should totally go check that out. And I'm like, actually, sounds fun. Let's go do that. So it's a little bit of a life change. Speaking of this Avengers game, what's, what console do you have? Is it a PS4? PS4, PS4 yeah. Mm. But Are you there, five? Uh, I, I intend to, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When, when I can. Um, there's this, so you know, you've known me long enough. I play video games, but I'm not a gamer by any means. Yeah. Um, this samurai game is like the greatest game I've ever played. I keep the be, the best. The first of all, you feel like a samurai, but the <sighs> landscape of Japan is so beautiful and so immersive. Wow. Like so great. I feel like I I can check off ever visiting uh, the Far East um, and, and going for that serenity and all that peace. Uh, Is by that having... game by chance a two-player game? No, single player. Hmm. Sorry. but You should it, send it to me regardless. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Just watch somebody else play it and literally it transports you to Japan so now I, I don't have to go there anymore. I, I've saved myself all that trip by playing a video game. <laughs> I don't think it's the same but I mean I'll, I'll believe you. That's fine. Japan's yeah. beautiful. So it's Good enough. How do you know? Because we watched this like Disney Plus uh, between Japan and Earth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Japan's fucking beautiful. Like yeah. Japan's great, and I'm all about going. I really want to go super bad. Like when all this happens and the vaccines go through and like they actually work and Russia isn't trying to push some crap on all the rest of us, I'm 110 percent about going to Japan. I am excited. Yeah, it's. I don't have a bucket list per se, but I think I'd certainly like to go there. The the. I, I might not come off as this kind of person, but I would love to go to like a, and this is Tibet, but like a Tibetan monk place and just mm-hmm. feel the, the peace and serenity of it all. Yeah, I just want to go up one of the volcanoes, the non-active <laughs> Yeah. And what happened like to Philip? He fell in. <laughs> That's why you got to watch when you go to these like, these sites with like Niagara Falls and volcanoes and top of mountains because you go with somebody who may be a little bit pissed at you about something. What happened? I don't even... They slipped. Right. I don't even know. Alex was telling us a couple of weeks ago, she and her uh, boyfriend went with the dogs to Hocking Hills, and she had no idea mm-hmm. that it was not... like the, the terrain was rocky, and it wasn't just like a straight path. <laughs> and she was she didn't have the appropriate footwear. It's Hocking Hills. What did she think it was going to be? I, I don't know. Hocking straight pathway. <laughs> um, well, thanks for hanging out. We'll uh, I'll text you or something, and we'll talk. We'll do this again next Friday. 
Yeah, sounds good. I hope that the rest of your like your Eric Chase family is well soon and they don't get lost in the woods and that they all like come back healthy next week. Yeah. Um Bethany was on she's away and uh Ashley thinks she's been removed. She just it was hard for her to do this since she can't come to the studio. She had to be in her car. Oh. Away from the kids, but she is loud. She hasn't been excommunicated in any way. I mean, I haven't talked to Ashley in a while. She probably should, should catch up with her. But why didn't she just like go into her office at the at work and just? She's like, working from home, I think. Oh my god! Mm. Yeah, I know her and uh, Kevin had like a night out without the kids the other day, so I got to check in with her and make sure that she's still able to like you know not want to blow the house up with everybody in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I I wish I had more of her perspective from all of this, like on the air and on the show and stuff, because she's most people uh, trying to yeah. deal with, with school, trying to deal with marriage and work, and it's yeah. it's a lot to juggle. Thank thank God we ain't got no kids. <laughs> I ain't got no babies. Um. All right. I will. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. I wish I could give you a bye, but I don't want to even try to attempt what Floyd does. Thanks for being here today.